Riley into space. Send that one wide. Pavelski scores! Joe Pavelski pots another off the ricochet. And the lead is three for the Stars. That was the call on ESPN. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for being a Tolo. If you're new to the show in the station, that stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider, Bobby Bell. The Stars, with a three-goal third period, beat the LA Kings 5-1. to one. This could have been the Stars' most complete win of the season with scoring, good defense, solid performance by Ottinger. Pete DeBoer switched up the lines prior to the game, moving Wyatt Johnston up to the first line, and it worked. Johnston, Hintz, Robo, each had two points on that line. Stars have won their last four out of five and now start a four-game Eastern Conference trip starting tomorrow night in filthy against the Flyers, Spits, and Suds, the place to go for your hockey podcast on Odyssey or wherever you check them out. <sighs> Stars get it done. Yeah, and look, this is one they they really wanted to have because the, you know the uh, you know, Devils are a good team, Rangers are a good team, and you're playing an LA team that had lost eight of nine coming in. Uh, so this is this is one that you absolutely wanted to win, uh, and they made it no doubt. They made it a no doubt game. So that was that was a, that was a good win, and now you got yourself a little bit of an East Coast road trip, which is not going to be super easy. So we'll see what happens. It's great to see a Dallas team uh, actually give effort and mm. uh, come through and and really be coached well. Oh, I talk about another Philadelphia team in some shambles. They've got you know the Flyers. They've got some internal strife. They got a kid that was he was playing at Boston College. Uh, he want his name is Cutter. He he like they drafted him and he he was like yeah I can't wait to be a Flyer. Now he's like I don't want to be here. They wound up trading him to the Ducks. Mm. Uh, but he was like yeah he he didn't even play. He was still in college. He was still playing at like BC or something. The Mavs get the Lakers tonight. This on ABC? Uh, that's the IST champion Los Angeles Lakers. Get it right. That's so right. Mavericks looking for some So I won't be able to today. watch it. <laughs> oh, is Channel 8 still out? Yeah. Well, it's last I checked. WFAA still out? There you go, Chop. Dream for you. More like WTFAA. Four and six. The Lakers in their last tent free fall. Uh, when's Darvin Ham getting fired? Nothing but drama. LeBron and Anthony Davis are both healthy, and the Lakers suck. They're 10th in the West, taking on the Mavs, who are 5th. You want to set up uh, what Kyle Shanahan did to us yesterday? Kyle put the Cowboys in a body bag. It wasn't even a body bag. He just, this This is, uh, let me try to put this this the nicest way. Um, Pound for pound, this might be the most crushing soundbite you've ever heard. He was asked, when did you start preparing for the Green Bay Packers divisional playoff game? We were already in here, so, you know, we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hitting up a couple of teams, but um, started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team. You have to see Kyle's delivery. Oh, yeah, the smirk. And the way that he said it mid-second quarter. And it was so disrespectful. And there's nothing we can say back about it. Doesn't that doesn't that hurt? Yeah. Like 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 not just us. Like it hurts yeah. us. Doesn't that hurt the the people in that building? That this team you've chased and measured yourself up against, they stood up on a podium yesterday and they were like laughing at the idea of you coming back. 
Like, yeah, we don't, no, we didn't worry about it. We started on the Packers. Like, he easily could have gone up there and been like, you know, late fourth. He could have lied. Fourth quarter, felt like the game was out of hand. He's like, mid-second. Yeah, he's like, yeah, don't and, worry. And then, and then they scored again on top of it. Yeah, so he was telling you that when it, was, when it was 20 to nothing and Dallas was driving and people were like, well, if you get a score here, you can score it at half, it's a six-point game. Like, that wasn't totally outside the realm no. of expectation that they no. could have done that. And yet Kyle Shanahan still thought it doesn't even matter if it gets to 2014 or whatever. Like the, this is done. They're done. 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 And, and that, that is the team that you most measure yourself up against. That's what they think of you. That's how little they think of you. And as it looks now, it could change as it looks now, you're going to go, let's do it again. Let's do that again. I want to, I want to get my ass kicked by the 49ers a fourth year in a Carpe row. repartee. If you if get to him, <laughs> Carpe, yeah. Carpe, four and thirteen, and your quarterback is gone, and your head coach is fired next year. Oh, they're not going to be four and thirteen. Yeah, there's no chance they'll be twelve. They'll, they'll, they'll be the five and five out team. That's for sure. No, they will not. A surprise hump day edition. Hump day, hump day. of the college football kegger. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Oh, I win. Google me. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. College football. Oh, baby, so many things that you got to get to. We did not even touch on this. Alabama makes their hire, Sean Sharif. We didn't even bring up that. Right. Kalen DeBoer, who was at Washington. Uh, Pete's brother. Pete DeBoer. Wow, good one. Uh, look, it's uh, it, it's a great hire from Bama. Only Alabama could strike out on their first three candidates, uh, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. and still end up with... Kalen DeBoer. Who were the first three? Uh, you had Lanning uh, was one of them. Sark, uh, they it w- was one of them. Norvell. Did they try to get Sark? There was rumors they tried to get Sark, and he was like, "Yeah, he, told, he informed the school he was staying." Norvell. Uh, there was one other guy uh, that they had talked to. To to be fair, Joel Klatt had said the day after he's like, "I know there's all this talk. It's going to be Kalen DeBoer." Yeah. And so Clapp the whole time had said a lot of it was hot wind, but it was going to be DeBoer. Yeah, that was that was the guy that was the safest bet to get. And then the other guys were like, all right, do they really want to leave? Do they need to leave? And and DeBoer didn't need to leave either. Um, but so they hire him. Now, from a fit perspective, it worked with Urban Meyer. But historically, like non-Southern coaches succeeded in the SEC. You know, it's a little bit different, right? It's just a, it's, a, it's a weird animal. He's got no ties to the conference. None. Saban was from West Virginia, which is absolutely the south of those hillbillies. Absolutely <laughs> south. Uh, but, like, you know, Meyer stood out. Brian Kelly's trying to do the same. He's a Boston guy. For the most part, there's no history, and DeBoer is the furthest, this is the furthest south he's ever been. Uh, Southern Illinois was the other furthest south. So, we'll see. Uh, but, by the way, Tolo, Tolo uh, TR, the one who hates you so much. No, Direct TV Channel 8 is back. Oh, it back is. a few days ago. Okay. I mean, I, I never go to Channel 8, so. By the way, on that that idea of like, oh, they're going after these guys, somebody who's getting a lot of praise in this is Jimmy Sexton, the agent. Yeah. Jimmy Sexton is the agent for Nick Saban. He is the agent for Norvell, Sarkeesian, Lanning, and DeBoer. And so the thought is that Jimmy Sexton just created a fake market to get all of them raises. Well, he was in Tuscaloosa the day <laughs> after Saban announced it. He was down there. So he's they, they said that yeah. Sexton basically just turned this into, let's get five guys more money here. But how about the way that the SEC is moving, though? What has the SEC been known for for 20 years? Like defensive lines, defense, speed. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? They got now DeBoer. They got Sark. They got Brian Kelly. They got Hypo. They got offensive coaches 
that are running the show. Kirby's the uh, the outlier there, right? Defense guy, but I mean, for the most part, that is a uh, that 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 they are they are kind of changing the way. You know, Venable's obviously a defensive guy. They're changing the way that they've they've won it. Michigan won this year the way the SEC normally wins. Great defensive fronts, you know, punishing defense, you know, keep the game close, run the ball, yada, yada, yada. So, there you go. Well, what does history show, though? History kind of shows that he's going to struggle at Alabama. This is this is a great piece by Bill Connolly, who might be he's, – uh, he, he's, he's the GOAT when it comes to college football analytics. Everybody replacing a legend essentially has failed. The guy who played, replaced Frank Leahy, Terry Brennan at Notre Dame back in the, whatever, 50s, failed. Uh, the guy who replaced Bud Wilkinson, Gomer Jones, didn't do great. Mm. Uh, the guy who replaced John McKay, John Robinson, did do great early on, eventually did. Like, you go back and forth. The guy who replaced Bear, all these guys. There's a drop-off, and I, there's going to be probably a drop-off here, although... In today's transfer portal, that may not be the case. And DeBoer's already got a history of success. Uh, he went out; they went outside the Bama family again. What do they do with Jalen Milrow, Bobby? What are they going to do with Milrow? He said he's staying. As they were all walking in to the to the facility to meet DeBoer, he's like, "Don't worry, Bama fans, I'm staying." Don't worry. <laughs> but does DeBoer want him? He just got. Will Rogers to transfer to Washington, who entered the transfer portal. Will Rogers. Never oh, met a team Never met a like. man he didn't like. Uh, but what happens there? Does he decide to transfer to Bama? Because all those players that he had recruited in the transfer portal to go to Washington, they're free agents now. Everybody at Bama, free agent. You can go wherever you want. You got 30 days or whatever the rule is. So that's a little interesting little nugget there. What happens with the Bama quarterback? I mean, I mean Jalen Milrow was just... That there, there were no other better options on Bama's roster last year. Like, they tried to have other people do it. So, I would think that if there's any quarterback that could potentially step in and surpass him, they'll they'll let it happen. He's a great athlete. That's wonderful. He can't throw a ball. Like, like he's just, he's not good. He does have trouble sometimes with that. Uh, it's like watching Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, that, that's the Bama information. Ross Bjork leaving A&M. He has had no Ohio State. He's the athletic director. Uh, you could say that, yeah, well, he's the one that gave uh, Jimbo Fisher the extension. He did. He didn't He didn't hire him, but he gave him the extension. He also found boosters to give him $77 million to buy him out. So that's a big thing. He made good hires with the baseball program. He could make good hires with the basketball program. It's a big loss. It's a big loss for A&M to lose their AD. You never want to lose the AD. You lose a lot of the influx of money. So he made the Elko hire. We'll still see how that one happens. Uh, real quick, dear Baylor. Your new arena is amazing, but it also sucks in basketball. <laughs> Could you put the camera angle any higher? I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen you haven't seen that? No. Just you, you haven't been watching a bunch of Baylor Bears home games? Look at how high that camera is. Oh my gosh. You can't tell if the three ball has a high arcing shot, a low arcing shot. You can't tell. Wow. So what they did is they tried to zoom in a little bit, right? So they tried to zoom in. Here's what happens when you zoom in. You don't even see the basket when you're looking. It's too close. They zoom in on the basket. You can't see the three-point line. Who like they, that, who's ever messed up the camera angle? I don't know, but when they built the arena, and it's a great arena. And like, like the seats are like on 
top. This is the, the one with floor. less seats, right? It's got less seats. I think yeah. it's like 7,000 seats. See, but Bobby, it, I have been watching. <laughs> it <laughs> looks great. It's a Baylor great, Bears basketball insider, Sean Cherie. It's a great Ryan, looking arena. You get that, you know, by the end of the week. They did a great job with the football stadium. They're doing a great job here, except if you're trying to watch a Baylor game. What was that? What was that what did you, what? Oh, because I was joking with Ryan. Like, Ryan, let's get on the fan cam, you know, the Baylor Bears Stadium. So then I played the drop of you saying, Ryan, by the end of the week, maybe you could get it up there. But it's all love. It's all love. No, I'm not taking it as an insult. It was just stupid. Oh. Yeah. We'll go down to one drink on Saturday. <laughs> That's all I can handle anyway. Well, uh, uh, college football kegger. College kegger, period. With Ralph James Choppy Rangers. Roberto. Have yep. acquired Danielle Duarte from the Cincinnati Reds. Can he throw the ball? Is he healthy? Uh, he has some injury stuff. You don't say. Yeah, he does. Oh, great boy! If they're, if they, I, I love the, uh, I, I love just how predictable everything seems to be with these teams right now. But I mean, don't look, we have to hands off Chris Young? Like benefit of the doubt. We yeah, look, I mean, the doubt he, he, he's, no, 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 he's no. got a honeymoon period. Does he? Yeah, he does. I think he does. I think so, right? You I mean, we just talked about like basically John Daniels was like half responsible for sure. what they built anyway, and they went on a New York Giants miracle run that feels like it's not sustainable unless they build wow. on it. Unless they build on it, I'm not saying it's not, but they have to build on it. And so far, they've thrown me like Tommy John yeah, pictures. Wow. I mean, look, I, I'm I I hope he's hits because I want the nickname Danny Darts. All right, to uh to, to stick. <laughs> We've been holding off for two and a half days for this. It started last night on the text chain. Peyton and I were just dead silent. What to do with the quarterback? We've talked about what to do with the coach. The purge music? No, what, it's Bobby Schmurda. What to do oh. <laughs> with number four? Buckle up for the expressway, commercial free, and blood everywhere. Blood on the streets after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Big second and two. Prescott in the gun, fakes the inside handoff. Slants picked off. At the 50, this might be a house call. To the 30, it's Darnell Savage. All the way in, 50-yard-plus return. That does not help. Good morning, Metroplex. This is the Express Way, and that will help uh, ignite this discussion that we're about to finally have over the quarterback we've talked about Mike McCarthy right now right now the winds are blowing slightly towards Mike returning if you look at David Moore and what he wrote in the Dallas Morning News I want a change I feel like they need to have a change I would take Bill Belichick I would take Jim Harbaugh Uh, but now we have to have a discussion about the QB because Mike Bassick wanted to do this on Monday when he first came in here RJ Choppy has been writing up a ton of different angles, and Choppy and Bobby uh, were, uh, were, were, were discussing at length some DAC discussion last night on the text chain. They were texting nonstop about it. So where... <laughs> what was that? Bobby popped a C4. Popped it's the second of the morning. Here we go. Getting ready. RJ Choppy, I think we start with you. Um, 
Yeah, it's like this is this, this is tough because I guess I should throw out one thing first. Yeah. We need to throw out the facts. The facts of the case are this from Joel Corey, former NFL agent. Dak's performance against the Packers doesn't change that he has a $59.5 million salary cap number in 2024. He has a no-trade clause and a provision preventing a franchise tag in 2025, which still gives him leverage in talks about a contract extension. What else do we need to know factually before we have this discussion, Bobby, about the deal and the paperwork and the numbers? Uh, I mean, there's no... The idea of... Trading him, you can save money typically over a cut. You can't do that now because he's not owed any future bonus money. So cutting him is the same as trading him. There's no money to be saved. Uh, because he has... The post-June 1, pre-June 1, all nope, that stuff. No, can't do that. He has voidable years on the back end of his deal. So this is essentially a one-year deal. So you can't split a cap charge if there aren't, like, if it's the end of the deal. So Also, another fact before we turn it over to Ralph. Dak holds a 2-5 and five postseason record, which is the lowest winning percentage in NFL history among quarterbacks with five or more starts. Ralph? Yeah, this is a tough situation because if you do this, you do this knowing you're purposely going to... If you do what? If, if you move on from Dak. You're doing this because you're purposely going to worsen your team next year to hopefully get better down the line. And I know Jerry's not willing to do that. Because if 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 cap room does not matter when you're trying to tank. If you move on from Dak, let's say you cut Dak when, when right before the league year starts, you take the $60 million cap hit. You don't care if you don't have money to spend because you don't want money to spend because you want to be bad. And you want to get the first pick or the a top five pick or whatever. And then reset everything. That's the goal. Or maybe you use your first pick this year on Michael Penix Jr. And you cut him and you just start fresh. Right? Or whoever, just name Jaden Daniels. I don't know. I don't know where those guys would fall on a draft, but they'd probably I assume one would be there at twenty three ish. Probably potentially. I maybe I, mean, both. I I haven't I haven't dived deep yeah. into it yet. And I have no season, idea so. who looks to be the better pro if either one of them looks to be who knows but there does come a time where you have to make the decision like Alex Smith and I know Dak's better than Alex but the Chiefs made a decision we have reached our ceiling with this guy do you believe the Cowboys have reached that same ceiling with Dak and if the answer is yes then you got to make the tough decision to move on from him and the Chiefs Alex Smith was two and five of the playoffs they got to the second round with him, both in Kansas City and San Francisco. He was replaced after a playoff loss in 2017 to Tennessee. They had already drafted Mahomes. We saw the writing on the wall. They had drafted him that, that spring. So they knew they were going to move on from him. Uh, Goff was 4-3 and three in the postseason. All three losses he just didn't play well in. He went 1-1 one and one in the Green Bay, uh, in Brady's Tampa Bay title year. They lose to Green Bay, beat Seattle on the road. They move on. They win the Super Bowl. His was, they were able to split his, uh, they were not able to split his cap, but it was like $25 million, which is, that was only a couple years ago. It's not crippling. 60's crippling. Russ was 9-7 and seven in the playoffs in Seattle. He lost four of his final five games in the playoffs. They move on. Flacco was a big-time quarterback in Baltimore. He was 10-5 and five in the postseason. Uh, he's now 10-6. and six. They move on from him. They get Lamar. Have they won? No. Are they better off for it? Yes. And I don't think... These guys, you know, Russ Peak was better than Dak. Yes. Um, well, 
Or or ish. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say it's the same. Yeah. It's around the same. Golf's been both better and worse, depending on the time, than Dak. Both. Not not for the entirety of their careers. They've been Maybe the, not. They've been in the league at the same time. Dak has been better than Golf for the majority of their careers. But there's yeah. been times when Golf was better. That's when they went to the Super Bowl. Back then, he was better, and now then Dak, and then he got worse. Dak had a better year this year. And Dak had a better year this year. And Dak, I think, should absolutely deserve to be in the conversation. Uh, all in the conversation for the MVP this year. He should be in the conversation. Um, but the point remains: all these guys were dumped by their teams because either they couldn't or couldn't any longer. In the case of Russ, get them over the top. And every single one of those teams, with the exception of Seattle, is better off for it. And there are examples where quarterbacks were hung on to by their teams by year eight. Matt Ryan, and he went to the Super Bowl the next year. Peyton Manning, and he went to the Super Bowl the next year. And it worked out for both those guys. I think the difference is, is, is Dak, was he ever as good as either one of those players at their peak? Then who? Ryan and Manning, and the answer is no. He's better than Ryan. Not at Ryan's peak. Yes. The Ryan, the, no. Like, Matt I, Ryan's peak? No, absolutely not. Bobby. Bobby. Matt Ryan's peak? Uh, yeah. Yes. Are we talking about like for a year where Ryan won the MVP? Or are we yep. talking about their prime of their career? Dak was better this year than Ryan's peak. Well, Ryan won the MVP. I know. But I mean, that, that's Dak played better than Ryan was this year. Okay. I mean, Lamar's going to win the MVP this year. He's not as good as he was I, the I, other I year. I don't think MVP. that at Matt Ryan's peak, he was ever better than Matt, but whatever. Um, Over 17 weeks, the Cowboys have a quarterback advantage. And this is the kid under their end. All right, if you've got the quarterback, say that, say that last sentence again. Over what? Over seventeen weeks of a regular season, the Cowboys have the quarterback advantage a lot of times. Okay. All right. When you get to and look, it just go look at their 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 record this year against teams with winning records. You know, when they don't have the quarterback advantage, when it's even, you know, it's it's a much more 50-50 proposition. When the Cowboys had Troy Aikman, it didn't matter if it was Jimmy or Barry Switzer; they won. Brady went to the Super Bowl with Bill and Bruce Arians. Manning went with four coaches. Warner went with three coaches. Ben went with two coaches. Elway with two. Montana with two. And this is how you get Jim Caldwell and Ken Wisenhunt's lifeless bodies dragged to a Super Bowl versus how you get Bill Belichick going 4-13 and 13 last year. All right, We're seeing a pattern here. That this Dak is a great quarterback, but he's not elite. And if you're not elite, this is what you have to do. You have to either A, find elite, or B, adjust your expectations. Who's elite now in the league, do you think? Mahomes, Allen, uh, Burrow. Burrow. Lamar? Eh, I wouldn't put Lamar. Who was better this year? Who? Who was better than him this year? Um, you, would, you would say Purdy. I think Purdy was better than him this year. Okay. Lamar? Lamar, but it was it was different, better. Like Lamar's like you yeah, can't, Lamar's you, like a Tyreek. Yeah, it's the, the very old Tyreek discussion, like a weapon. It's a cheat code. Was he it's, elite this year? Uh, I think he was borderline elite this year. Okay, yeah. so yeah, if we was. see progression and we see like it's not just oh he's playing above his mind, he's playing a different style of football. What makes you think that wouldn't be sustained into the future? Because guys have careers. Like Matt Ryan had a career, but he's playing different. It's not just that he's playing better; he's playing different. How is he playing different? Because he's attacking the middle of the field. Okay. And he's doing it successfully. Because I thought that you said, I thought. He's had thought the middle of the field before. I thought, he has not attacked the seam like this before in his I career. thought an overall premise for you was like, there's no difference under McCarthy. He's all, no, no, no. He's always been good. I always think Dak's been good. I think he improves. But in terms of like the confidence 
and aggressiveness that he throws the middle of the field up the seam. He hasn't thrown that typically throughout his career, not with the success that he has. That's yeah. that willingness to attack that is different than, but that's again, that's not a scheme thing with McCarthy. That is like a decision to attack. And that would definitely not be McCarthy because McCarthy wanted to take them away from the middle of the field. How alarming was the Jane Slater uh, nugget that got turned into a headline yesterday by Mike Fisher, Richie Witt, and crew um, when Jane tweeted that. Someone on the team called out Dak for freezing or uh, being being stuck after his first read. We kind of glossed over that yesterday in reading it. Yeah. And then got turned into headlines and stories. And I'm like, oh, did we just gloss over that too quickly? Jane talking about people on the team saying that they were frustrated that they stuck with the same defensive scheme against Green Bay and Dak has problems after the first read. Uh, Because that's, that's pretty damning. That's a damning statement. That comes from an offensive teammate or yeah. a teammate. I mean, it it, it is damning. Um, I don't believe it, but I think it's both a damning are incorrect. St- I think both statements are incorrect. They didn't stick to the same scheme against Green Bay. They actually flipped it and played a ton more zone and did did things that were different. And then I don't agree that like just objectively wasn't the, wasn't the comment they were frustrated that that they stuck with Dan Quinn's zone like they stuck with that look that was the frustration. Oh, I don't know. I don't. It's so the brevity of it. I don't know. Like, like the way I read it was that they were saying they're frustrated that there was no adjustment, like over the course of time, is what I read it as. Not specifically Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, look, I don't know what the answer is. Do they need to invest in the position? Like, look, the only time that Jerry's ever won is when he took quarterback number one. So, what was your like? Uh, what was your come to quarterback moment? Because you were a huge fan of him coming out. You hit on that as a prediction, just like Luca. Uh, you've supported him, made all the different songs, which I don't think he was that uh, appreciative enough for. He thought he, I fu- really he don't. felt uh, I was a little stalkerish at yeah, times. A little stalkerish. Um, so what clicked for you where you're like, this is not it. They have to move on. What was the moment? I mean, the back-to-back games against San Fran uh, kind of started to turn it. And and just, you know, this year he was fantastic, but he just he, he had a very – like we, I think, are too close to the situation. There is no difference – this year between not there's a difference, but there's a difference when you get down to it. But Tua has the same problems as Dak. He can't beat good teams this year. Mm-hmm. Right? Dak had the same thing this year. He couldn't beat good teams, but the Cowboys couldn't. And then you get to the playoffs and 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 this thing happens. And watching that game when I that team clearly quit. I think you're right, Bobby. They did quit, but I don't think they quit before the game started. But a team that has an elite quarterback. They have faith that that elite quarterback can bring them back in a game, especially when it's only 14-zip. That team was lifeless after that point. That team showed that they had no faith that he could bring them back. And you saw, like, there, there, was, there was fighting between CD was bitching about something after the first series, whatever CD was mad about. Who knows? It just, that that kind of just hit me, and I was like, all right, now I'll make a deal with you. Because I, 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 they're not going to get rid of him this year. What if I, what if I told you? Hmm. What if I told you that they pulled a Jordan Love and they drafted Penix in the first round this year? Because he doesn't need we any more weapons. We got Trey Lance already. He doesn't need any more weapons. He doesn't need another first-round pick. You sound like me now. Silver Spoon. I put up the poll question, by the way. What, what should the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott? Three options. Nothing, you're stuck. Extension and raise, because they have to redo the cap figure. They have to. Or move on, screw the cap. Forty-four uh, percent said nothing. You're stuck. Forty percent said move on, screw the cap. Seventeen percent 
said extension and raise. And Mike Basick, I would ask you kindly to turn off the Odyssey app right now, Mikey. I know you would lighten me up with text messages. And Bobby Bell, be prepared for our moment together right here. <laughs> I feel good about Dak Prescott as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I have not seen this type of discussion that's more disrespectful towards a top two or three MVP candidate. This guy showed me that he took a step and I'm giving him his raise and extension. So add me in the 17%. He balled out. He balled out this year. The question this comes down to is this. Does four games make you change your mind and bail? Now, it's, 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 it's a very important four games because it's legit competition. Does Miami, Buffalo, San Fran, I'm just talking about for this season. Yeah. Does Miami, Buffalo, San Fran, and Green Bay make you change your mind? Do you believe 1,000% within yourself he can never beat those teams? If you believe that and you can back it up, if the Cowboys believe that, move on. But I think, and I and 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 I I hate to make a judgment off the rest of the scrubs that they played. Not everyone else in the National Football League can do that at quarterback. What he did against everyone else, I think, is too hard to replace, too hard to find. I feel fine, and even good about Dak Prescott as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. There you go. I like that. Yeah, what a response with your gurgled, gurgled snot in your throat. I like that. Uh, But that, but 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 that's a fair question, right? Like, I give a little bit of a San Francisco pass because, like, I think San Francisco, San Francisco has a great defense. Um, But you can have a bad game too. Like, you are allowed a bad game. Maybe the Buffalo game was a bad game. The most frightening, frightening of it all was what happened against the Packers. That was like a mind thing. Now, if you want to come back at me and say he's 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 screwed mentally upstairs, like he will freeze, he will choke, he yeah, will panic, he game. will melt down in those moments, start over. That's fine. That's the most terrifying thing. He wasn't just inaccurate. He was rattled. And I don't really think of Dak as a rattled guy, but it's too hard to replace. He had a top two or three MVP season, and I'm not kicking him to the curb after that. Give him his money. Give him his extension, redo the cap number, and let's get a new coach in here to crack some heads. Real quick before Bobby, would you take Jordan Love or Dak for the next three years? Dak. But here's the thing. If you're going to tell me like David Moore's writing that, oh, these two are linked together. If the Cowboys have made the determination Mm. that they are tied to the hip, then get rid of Dak. If you've made the determination that you're tying the quarterback and the head coach to the hip, then you need then get rid of both. If if you're not going to separate them and you say they go down together or they succeed together, then they need to go down together because this is just not going to work with the guy at the top. Well, that's another thing that has to so that's another factor into this equation that they have to be talking about. How much of this season was Mike responsible for? Let's have a real discussion about it. Bobby thinks basically nothing. Mike Bassick and others think you're you're ignorant to ignore it and pretend there was no difference with Mike coaching him versus Kellen. We got to ask that elite quarterback question. Will he be okay and put up these numbers no matter who the F is calling plays? No matter who the coordinator is, is he that good? Has he just proven it or did Mike unlock something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a really strong opinion about it. Um, But I would bring Dak in 
they should know at this point. But tell me what he did. Are you being nice in public? Are you saying all the right things? What did he do specifically for you? Is this guy special offensively in terms of what he calls and the way he coaches and knows offense? And if Dak Prescott says yes, there was a tremendous difference, then that can justify that can go a large, large way. Uh, uh, you know, in, in in bringing McCarthy back, if if Dak believes that, if you believe he's good enough to succeed with a different play caller and coordinator, we're we're fine. He's good enough. Then that doesn't weigh in Mike's favor. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, text line, 877-881-1053. Man, Ugh, Pat I... Doney be so proud of me. <laughs> put, put me on TV, Pat. Give Dak his money, and he had a fantastic year. Oh, if you're if you're if you're on the same side of the argument <laughs> as a TV guy uh, who loves everybody and not not Pat, just TV guys in general, I mean, then you might be on the wrong side of the argument. I don't know. I, I just it's just too difficult to replace. It is very. Oh, you have to make this move, understanding that you're purposely going to try. You're going to be considerably worse next year. But I would, and but, maybe for ten years. But I would ask everyone: Why are we having so? Why are we having this opinion after an MVP-type season? And it's because we don't believe he can break through against the ultimate yeah, best, there's a, Yeah, there's right? a, yeah, because you believe that there's a ceiling, and that ceiling is no longer a Super Bowl championship. That, 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 that's the reason. Not, not that he's not great, because I, th- I think he is great. Let me ask you this. I, th- I think you need elite, though. Because if you don't have elite, then you don't have the cheat code of, of winning. Okay. If they played the Packers five more times on a neutral field, who would you pick in the series? Maybe in, in, in a seven-game series, maybe Cowboys in seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you, Jordan think, do you Love- think after seeing what you saw there, that would be well? It's tough to what are what are what are the stakes and who's preparing the football team? If it's week three, the Cowboys sweep it. If it's a playoff game, they split or get beat. Pepe, where right. do you? Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Pepe, where do you stand on this this whole discussion over what to do at quarterback? I mean, my big thing is Dak, he's officially inconsistent for me. You know, regular season, he's going to be fantastic. Postseason, he's going to fall off. We're going to have this discussion every offseason of whether it's the quarterback or the head coach. He's going to, he could play till he's 38, 39. He's going to have the one of the greatest regular season records in the history of the NFL, but the playoff record's going to, going to show for it. I just, I mean, I, I still think you have to keep him. You started it. You got to go on through his career and just hope something falls and get the ball bounces your way in the postseason. But right now he's just he's inconsistent. Here, here's what I want to uh, look at, and this is something jumping back an hour ago that Choppy said that Dak. You you talked about that Dak is is generally going to win in the regular season because he's generally going to give you a quarterback advantage. But when he gets to the postseason, and he plays quarter better quarterbacks. It's going to be a disadvantage for you. You're not going to break through against those or, great or teams. the same level, and it's just a right shoot right. Yeah. So 2016. Dak goes into that playoff game, plays really well. Actually, that, that was one of the more that was one of the better games they played. He went back and forth with Aaron Rodgers, brought them back into a game that they were getting beat twenty one to three in. Twenty eighteen, he plays a solid game, makes big plays late against Seattle against Russell Wilson in his prime, beats Seattle. The next week, played a good game. They got gashed in the run defense, but basically played a good game across from Jared Goff. Played just as well as Goff did in the middle of that game. So he matches them in all those areas. Well, he threw what. Because I, I have his playoff game logs up. I have them memorized by heart. Okay, good. <laughs> 220, 226 yards against the Seahawks, one yeah. touchdown, one pick. And none of that's special on, no. paper, on, on paper. And against the Rams, 266, one touchdown. None of that is special at I all. was there. 
Good. Right. Good but what you. but what we're talking about is like him matching the quarterback across from him. And he did. And and he made big plays late against Seattle. What I'm saying is when we talk about the meltdowns, because now let's look in 2021 on. Was he objectively because those quarterbacks that he just played there, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, like people would make arguments about where he stacks up against them given that time. Was he objectively better than Jimmy Garoppolo in 21? Yeah. And they got embarrassed. Was he objectively better than Brady in that time? Yes, they win. Okay, they they win that at that point. Yeah. Not not better in career, right. but no, in that moment. Absolutely better okay. than. They go up there against Purdy and the 49ers, who last year, Purdy, he took a step up this year. Last year, I don't think you could say Purdy was right. an objectively better quarterback than Dak, and they get embarrassed. And then you step in this year, Dak had been a better quarterback than Jordan Love, mm-hmm. and they get embarrassed again. So what flipped that pre-McCarthy the team and Dak, they played up to the level of the quarterback across from them. And post McCarthy in playoff games, they play down. So now you're saying Jason's a better coach than Mike? No, what I'm saying is, is that he's more detrimental in those big moments. I'm not saying that Jason was a difference maker. I'm saying that Mike costs you in preparation and the... But he did win a... The, he won a Super he Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. Does he not know or is that just Rodgers? No, Does I he think- not have playoff skins on the wall? I think when I, I think you can go ask Aaron Rodgers if he thinks McCarthy deserves well, I, a lot of credit that, for that, that Super Bowl. That, that is not. A, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not going to count that as a point, statement. My point uh, is that's a good counter. But my my point is no. I I don't think he gets a lot of credit for that. Like, like I mean, the, the lack of preparation in big games has been a consistent theme throughout the entire McCarthy era. Like he, like Garrett won big games. Like and I'm not saying Garrett's a good coach, but I'm saying the idea of just preparation and like their focus and their attention to detail. There's no attention to detail. And it got worse this year. The attention to detail and the preparation got worse. So is Mike too distracted with calling plays to be able to have the whole team prepared? And Dak Prescott, of course, came out, endorsed Mike after the beatdown and said, if he's on the firing line, maybe I should be up there as well. Stephen A. Smith had some words for Dak's response. There does come a point in time where Dak Prescott needs to shut the hell up. A standard? What would you know about the standard? You haven't lived up to the standard that was once set decades before you. Dallas Cowboys were winning Super Bowls in the 90s when Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and Emmitt Smith was there. And ultimately, primetime Deion Sanders came there. The Dallas Cowboys were winning in the 70s when you had Roger Starbuck there. Okay? With the Drew Pierces of the world, with the Tony Dorsets of the world. They were winning. What would you know about that? If you are a Dallas Cowboy since 1996, you wouldn't know anything about that. If anything, all you know is that historically there was a standard that you have failed to live up to in your entire career in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. That was Stephen A. Uh, Mikey B. on my phone. Trade him for a first and trade four first-rounders and a one, second, and a third for the number one pick. Jordan Love is better now. What good defense can Dak attack? Three of the last four playoff games, he has been pathetic. And Detroit, he's special against below-average teams. He's special in blowout situations. Racks up stats better than any quarterback in NFL history when the game is he's out. Generally special at home. Outside of the other day, and obviously we know the division, and we know and the division stinks, uh, and, and 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 not even stinks. It's it's even when it's a good division, he does own the division. He struggles against honestly, he struggles against opponents he doesn't face all the time. What do you think is the biggest question mark for your boy right now? Um. I, honestly, the the Green Bay game is that's troubling that he looked as rattled as he did right out of the gate because it's it, but I mean, it, 
The thing is that everybody looked so unprepared or so rattled so early that I can't. It feels like there's just some missing detail. Like, I, and I don't know what it is, but it feels like there's some missing detail that we just didn't have, like, during the week. Like, oh, they were all super distracted because this was going on. Or, oh, this is, like, I just, I can't explain it because it's so outside the character of, like, what we had seen, specifically seen of them at home, that yeah. I, I can't add, add it up. It's very odd. I, I'm at the, like I said, I'm at the point where if you are going to attach McCarthy and Dak at the hip and say they either have to succeed together or crash together, then you probably. Well, who's doing that? I'm like, if you're going to say that you're entering this year is like, the, I mean, that's what the David Moore article says, that they need to, to be together. They need to be linked. And if that's the case, if you're going to link them, you probably just need a reset because the guy at the top's not going to get it done for you. And there's so much fatigue, honestly, for me on these arguments and the, whether, it, whether you, you think that I oversell something or, or that I'm being a homer or whatever else, there is objectively so much ignorance and just blind talk about the type of player he is because people get so worked up about the position that he holds the 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 discourse around him historically over the course of his career has been objectively more negative than the reality as, yeah, as a it has. he's been he's been unfairly uh, uh criticized there are people who genuinely believe he is like 15 to 20, like, type of quarterback. There, well, there are people in this fan base who we genuinely have a guy on believe every Tuesday that. Who and it's, Josh Allen and is it's, too. And it's low information. Yeah. It's low information football fan when you do that. Mm-hmm. I and get so, it. So, to me, it's like, I at this point, it's like, it's so worn out. If you want to keep clamoring for it, you go ahead and get your wish. Reset the quarterback position. Go sit in quarterback purgatory. Like, like at this point, it feels like if, if this is what you guys want so bad and you have so many questions about it, I'd love to see it because. Uh, you know, go ahead and get that. I would argue they're in it already, and they were in it with Tony. But you just you can said if he you have a great elite. quarterback. Yeah, you can because if you have a quarterback, purgatory is what happened. You know, after Aikman. See, I call that hell. Okay, purgatory is when you're always good, but and you're never bad enough to get a new quarterback in the draft. Purgatory is when you're in the playoffs every year but never winning. The Chiefs with Alex Smith, that was purgatory. Uh, that right, they were always in the postseason. They were never good enough, or bad enough, I should say, never good enough to win. Never bad enough to make it matter to be bad enough. You think he's Alex Smith? No, I think he's better than Alex Smith. I think he's better than than a lot. And you thought, he, and you thought he was elite this year. So you did. So he did touch. He did touch elite this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, like, I, that's I, pretty good. I also think that was a career year. Guys can have career years and not sustain okay, it. Okay, but we have no evidence of that, right? Like no what, evidence, you obje- no, what you objectively no know right now is that over the last 18 weeks, you thought he was an elite I thought, Yeah, player. absolutely. But again, so you want to reset it, it. comes back to the, 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 the knock on it is he was bad against good teams this year. That to me, that, that to me is not just a one-off thing. But you've also, you've also said over the years, everyone's bad against good teams. They are. You've said, you said everyone, that over 500 thing is overblown. That's what it, you've it, said. It absolutely is overblown. What do the elite quarterbacks do, though? They generally win more often than not of those games. And you got your Mahomes, you got your Brady's, you got all those guys. Now, granted, they're not, he's not those guys, but that's the goal. You know, it's okay. If, if, if you have a great job, if you're making a hundred grand a year and you decide that isn't good enough for me and you quit your job and you start your own thing, you might lose your house for two years. But the goal is to get a bigger house five years down the road. What and did you have people with balls 
do that. People without balls are us three not running our own thing. What leads you to believe that, like, was there anything he could have done this year that would cause you to say, oh, that's elite, but it's not elite elite. That's sustainable elite. This is unsustainable elite. What makes you think that it's not sustainable? Like, like I'm because curious. it was the first time it happened, and it's we're, we're almost you, ten but, years into his career. But you just That's told why. you just told Sean a few minutes ago that the entire reason, like when you got to this point of like, hey, we need a reset, came this year, is what you said. No, when I, he I, became I've been, I've been thinking about this, and then this year, yeah, obviously he had a great year. But what happened in the end? The same thing. His, so what does that tell me? It tells me a uh, he had a career year, and b he feasted. On crap. Histor- and when he was bad against Buffalo, when he was bad against Miami, and when he's bad against Green Bay, he was San bad Francisco. against San Francisco. Am I missing somebody? Nope. He wasn't bad against Miami, but historically. No, he wasn't bad. He wasn't good. You know what I mean? His, histor- historically, he's hitting the point where quarterbacks start playing their best football. 30, 30 to 33, 34 is when quarterbacks play their best football. Tolo, Matt, how many times does he have to show you guys he's rattled in these moments before you say that's who he is? It happens. Some guys can't get it done in the big moment. That guy is your quarterback. You got to move on. Look, I go back to the last dance clip with Ahmad Rashad sitting back there giving Michael Jordan massages when he's supposed to be reporting for NBC. He says, some guys can't and some guys can't. And Michael's like, what'd you say? He goes, some guys can and some guys can't. And Michael goes, you're instructed not to talk to Scott Burrell. Don't go near. You not to speak to Scott Burrell. He'll be S-ing his pants. And that is, I think, impossible for us to answer. Whether, well, maybe it's not impossible. The evidence right now shows that if you don't believe he can get it done in those moments, uh, that that yeah. I can't fight you. Should 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 San Diego have moved on from Philip Rivers earlier? No. But hindsight says yes. Is Dak better than Rivers? Not for his overall career. I, I don't think hindsight says yes. I think there are other systemic problems. But that he had, but, 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 but Rivers had tougher, tougher things he, to go he through. He did. He had to go through Manning and Brady. Yeah, and Ben and Ben. So and, and now that great. That's much much more difficult. But Philip Rivers could not get you over the hump, and it doesn't mean that Philip Rivers is not great. Philip Rivers is going to be discussed in the Canton in, in the meeting room, no doubt. Better than Matt Ryan, and he and he should be discussed at the meeting. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe I think yeah, there's, there's I mean, a peak. No, I don't know anyone peak, who would pick Matt Ryan over Philip Rivers. But anyway, I think a lot of people would. But peak, no career, maybe. Um, but you know, Matt Ryan's going to get discussed in that room. Dak is not ever going to get discussed in that. No, as, of not, now, as, of today, as of now, as of now, as of today, as of now, as of today. All right, uh, that went on. Uh, you know, I was. Pretty, I think it was good. I was good. No bloodshed. No bloodshed yet. That's the Expressway, commercial-free. Thank you all for all the texts on the Trevor.com text line. Meet Church Matt Pittman at 820 for your playoff meals. Anyone cooking or smoking anything in this cold? But we got to push back, chopping it up. That's next on a hump day to take a little cowboy break after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 